in my hometown give me a shovel and give me, I don't know, two days, and I'll find something. Hey roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to a very special episode of Thrifty, because you are going to be hunkering down with the lads this evening, um, wherever you may be uh, listening to this. We hope you are well, and we hope your situation is well as well, and I hope through podcasts and other stuff like that, uh, folks could have some opportunity to listen to some entertainment without going outside and both of us here on Thrifty this evening, we don't go outside as it is. Hello, I'm Toddy, and whoa, um, he is uh, masked up even, um, Thrifty Hall of Famer, the OG thrifter himself, Josh Last Call Larkin, is here today. How are you? I'm okay. I uh, wanted to dig out a painter's mask. This isn't a real surgical mask. This doesn't count for anything. Other than the amount of fog it puts on my glasses. Yeah, there's a, a quite a bit of fog, so that actually might hinder you. I just wanted what's to test on. what this felt like. Uh, this one doesn't impact the supply and demand because it's not real, and it's just a painting mask that was laying around. But I just wanted to give it a shot, and it's incredibly uncomfortable. So kudos to anybody who is out there getting by wearing one of these for real. Yeah. Especially if you have glasses on, because this sucks. <laughs> yeah, and so the world has gone crazy. It's probably going to even get crazier um, from here, because uh, there's really no going back. But um, So, uh, needless to say, the thrift hall for this week, the thrift stores are all closed. Um, at first they were not, and then they were. Um, and so, uh, we didn't go out thrifting this week, but... We wanted to do something very special. Um, since there is no hall, we just wanted to play all games this evening. <laughs> That's what you do during a quarantine. Uh, sorry, it took me a minute to recover. My eyes felt like steamed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they looked like steamed, steamed <laughs> potatoes. Felt like, but yeah, we're doing what people do during a quarantine. Um, we're just hanging out and playing some games. Not board games, not video games for a change. No, no. Um, but real, just made-up games. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say real made-up games. What we're going to do is uh, some favorite uh, segments or favorite past act twos where we usually play a segment 
um, for Act 2. We are going to bring out all those games and just do straight up games. And then the second act of the show is actually going to be a brand another new game that may brand, be the Act 2. Brand spanking new. So three games. Hunker down with the lads as we go into our first game, which is our first segment. Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. Check. One, two. Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. Now, for new listeners to the show, Thrifty Thrivia Trivia is a multiple choice answer game. A, B, C, or D. You have to pick which one it is. And D is what, Josh? D is always none of the above. We talk about a thrift haul here, but... What we're going to be talking out is stuff from past thrift hauls. So I wanted to find uh, some good questions for this just based on what we usually talk about on the show. And it's got to be Goosebumps. You yourself call uh, Studio A the house that Curly built. So I, I probably have. I've said a lot of things over the time. But yeah, um, there is a because of your Curly fandom. Yeah. Of all the goosebump particulars that are out there. Yeah. That you latched on to Curly. The the well cuz he's the main one. He was the main one skeleton. I don't want to be the hamster with the with the ooze coming out of its mouth. I never wanted to be that type of background character. I disagree. If he was the main one, they would have put him in the movie. Uh, oh, okay. Like the movie's canon right now. Do you want me to get mad at you before we right even now, start the game? Right, right now, the movie's canon because nobody's going back and reading those old ones. And if you ask any kid who's reading Goosebumps currently who Curly is, it's not <laughs> happening. Look, I got a 12-year-old. I'm tapped into the pulse of middle school kids. Not in a creepy way, but just in an associated way. Yeah, in a Goose- dad way. Yeah, in a dad way. And Curly ain't it. Oh, no. What do the, What is the new Goosebump books? Uh, dude, you don't even want to know because, like, I just bought my daughter, like, some crazy Japanese horror manga. Okay, um, cool. That is, okay. like, not something a 12-year-old should be reading, but her mom doesn't listen to this podcast, and it's completely okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, very creepy stuff. One was called, I think, Shiver. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then there's, like, a, about that. Yeah, and then there's a companion to Shiver, another one that's another collected work of the same artist. But nothing like R.L. Stein, huh? <laughs> she read that like when she was like six. We're well beyond and, that. And we read that when we were what, thirteen, twelve. Yeah, I was, I was probably like ten. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, with the first question here, I'm gonna hit you with this. It's in relation to Goosebumps, children's horror series Goosebumps, written by R.L. Stein, saw its success arise when the book series became a TV series as well. Which of these novels had its own Goosebumps TV episode? Okay, okay. I think I'm going to do all right. I don't want to okay. shoot too early on this, but I watched a lot of Goosebumps TV after school. I'm going to go with A, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, B, Abominable Snowman of Pasadena, C, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns, or D, None of the Above. Or D, none of the above. Which of these was an episode of TV produced by Goosebumps, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, 
Abominable Snowman, uh, Abominable Snowman of Pasadena, Attack of the Junk Lanterns, and None of the Above D. It's a tricky word, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't remember... The if... more times you get me to say it, the, the more times I'm going to screw it you up. You can say it different every abominable, time. Abominable, I think, abominable, that's definitely... Abominable? <laughs> I say abominable, but I don't think that's correct. Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. Huh? Let's yeah, we'll take all of that. I don't know. Don't yeah. trust me because I say athlete because I have a speech impediment and I talk funny. Um, I don't remember if it's just the mummy. I know the mummy was on the cartoon, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if they made a show of it. And I don't have any recollection of the other two. Mm-hmm. The jack o' lantern one sounds feasible as like a Halloween episode. Yeah, these were all books. Yeah. Just so we're clear, I didn't make up any of the names. These um, were all books. I didn't read the latter two books either, so I don't have a frame of reference for what happens in the story to relate it to the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to go with the one I know and go with The Mummy A. A. So which of these novels had its own TV episode? You went with A, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. The correct answer is C, Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Was it like a Halloween episode that they put on? Uh, I mean, in in ways, you could say every episode is a Halloween episode for That's six-year-olds. True. That's true. Because it had that GB7 rating. Before, before TV ratings, they had their own Goosebumps rating, and it was GB7. Oh, see, I don't remember that. Yeah, so anybody under seven would be afraid of this maybe i read the unrated goosebumps i don't remember my goosebump books having ratings that well the episodes did on television oh yeah i don't remember that either but Mm -hmm. i don't remember a lot from my childhood so it's understandable so attack of the jack-o-lanterns um what that one was about was uh so yeah jack-o-lanterns the attack well actually not quite that the ending is kind of well the ending is kind of uh pretty interesting so yeah it's basically trick-or-treat kids are going out and then the trope is oh those really cool jack-o'-lantern people like wow their costumes look really good and then eventually it's revealed that like we ain't from here we ain't about it are they alien pumpkins uh yeah oh that was the uh the halloween of uh that one dreamworks movie Mm-hmm. With Seth Rogen as the blue blob, they did a Halloween thing and the pumpkins came alive. I didn't realize they ripped that off of Goosebumps. Yeah, and so uh, they came alive, but then what ended up happening, um, you know, fast forward the Spoiler next alert. Yeah, 12 seconds if you like don't want to like know the ending to this. <laughs> From a TV show 25 yeah, years ago. Yeah, like, but um, so they're, because fr- they're friends in the episode, like, because there's like two kids in town. Always. It's two kids, and then there's two friends. And it turned out that uh, the friends were the uh, jack-o'-lanterns. And you're like, oh, well, that's like, oh, yeah, that's the big reveal. But but when they took the jack-o'-lantern heads off, it was their friends. But then their friends took their own heads off, and they were aliens. Ah, uh, the old double twist. Yes. So, like, friends were the villain, but then friends were actually... Yeah, they were different types of people. I think the only Goosebump episode that ever really creeped me out was the one with the dead kid, mm-hmm. uh, where I didn't know that like the kid he was talking to was dead, and the garden gnomes. 
Okay, um, yeah. And garden gnomes are just generally creepy, so the fact that they came alive and murdered, and they did that episode well. So the friends were the aliens, and they were like, well, um, we come down on uh, Halloween night to trick-or-treat and eat kids. Sure, but we're still your friends, but also if we're hungry, we might fuck around. Like, we might get into it. You were only your friends because you looked delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know people like that. So it's Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Um, so you are 0 for 1 on Thrivia. So hit me with my first Thrivia. All right. Well, you were kind enough. One time we hang- hung out uh, like a couple weeks ago, unrelated yeah. to the show. And you gave me some uncut uh, 41st NHL All-Star Game tickets. Unissued, yes. I-, I should say. Um, and they're cut off from the roll. And they're in a little plaque. And this happened in Pittsburgh in 1990. And I was looking it up, and there's a lot of cool trivia about this game. One is that they weren't originally supposed to host it in Pittsburgh. So the the NHL All-Star game wasn't supposed to be here. So there was another team that was scheduled to have this, and they actually withdrew their bid. Okay. Uh, So the Penguins moved up to take their spot for this year. And so the question to start off is what team was originally scheduled to host that 1990 All-Star game? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, okay, okay. So was it supposed to be in A, Montreal, Mm -hmm. B, in Buffalo, C, in Chicago, Mm -hmm. or D, the none of the above All-Stars? Okay. Okay. So... I wanted, for whatever reason, my mind said Boston, and then I didn't hear it as one of those three. So I'll keep that somewhere in my brain. It's in D. That's where it is. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's up there somewhere else, but it wasn't the three. So the three were Chicago, Buffalo, and Boston. No, Chicago. And Montreal. And Mon- Montreal was A? Montreal is A, B is Buffalo, C is Chicago. I tried to make it as easy as yeah. possible. Oh, yeah, but- Montreal. Yeah, Buffalo, Chicago, A, B, C. Yeah. Um, A, Montreal, Canadians. Yeah. Oh, funny. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy. There we go. <laughs> um, so, uh See, Buffalo is interesting because the that's such a weird one to just throw in there. Like, because Chicago, sure. Who says I threw it in there? Uh, Montreal. I don't like these accusations. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird one to throw in there if it's fake. So that's interesting. Um. So I guess the big ones are Montreal or... Chicago, A or C. Um, I don't think you're going to D me. You never know. Right here, right now. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go A, Montreal. Um, final answer, A, Montreal, Canada. You got that one right. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, cool. Mostly out of luck, I think. Yeah, and mostly out of luck. Yeah, uh, yeah, I made up B for Buffalo, but I think Chicago hosted it like the year later in like yeah. 92. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or wait, 91 is the year later. I was so close to Boston, so I almost went D. I almost D'd you. I thought about putting Boston in there, but I fucking hate the Bruins, so yeah. I didn't want to acknowledge them in any way. They're lame. Um, Well,. Starting off hot. This yeah. is the first time you've had a lead on me in yeah. quite a while. I'm kind of starting out hot here. One zip. 
one zip. Oh, I hate to tell you this, brother, but we got a lot of games to go. So even yeah. if you win this, don't get caught up. Okay, okay. So I, I, so we talked about Goosebump books on this show before, and that's why we use that question. The second trivia question, it relates to Goosebumps, and this was uh, a Goosebumps little brother, if you will, or. Uh, these are the discount Goosebump books, and we've talked about them on the show before. We're going Fright Time books now. Okay, which are even less scary than Goosebumps. Yeah, um, so Fright Time books, and the creator was named Rochelle Larkin, so maybe a Larkin a bond you could form. You could share something with this author and get this right. Yeah, me, her, and Barry Larkin actually all kicking together for the potluck at the family reunion. Okay, well, let's check it out then. Here we go. In the mid-1990s, not only did we see the rise of R.L. Stein, but we also quietly saw the rise of Rochelle Larkin with her series Fright Time. There are over 50 stories told in just 18 books. One of these is included in those 50 stories. Which one of them is it? You give me a 3 out of 50 chance to get this question right? So, A, B, C, or D, which of these was a story shared in one of the Fright Time books? Jesus. A, Come to the Fear. B, Nightmare Parents. C, Creepy Country. D, it's none of these, none of the above. <laughs> Which of those titles were a story in the Fright Time novels? A, Come to the Fear. B, Nightmare Parents. C, Creepy Country. D, none of the above. The A sounds a little morbid for Fright Time. Mm-hmm. And C sounds a little corny for Fright Time. Mm-hmm. So I find myself stuck in the middle on B, but D gives me like a very More choices. Like statistically, D is the way to go, but Nightmare Parents sounds just like a like if you in this day and age went on like a scary book name generator. Yeah, you would come up with Nightmare Parents within like thirty clicks. And everybody has Nightmare Parents. And Rochelle Larkin was the kind of writer who was like a nightmare generator kind of writer. Sure. So I'm gonna go with Nightmare Parents B. B Nightmare Parents. If I'm gonna get them wrong, I'm gonna get them both wrong. Um, the correct answer, which which uh, which of these was a story in a Fright Time novel? The correct answer. A, come to the fear. Come to the fear sounds like overtly sexual. Come to the fear. Um, uh, this, uh, the, the, I, I was a little afraid that come to the fear stuck out, and that's why you were going to pick it. So I tried to throw it at you at A. So you, you just hopefully just that's what I did with, on. That's what I did with Montreal. Yeah. It wasn't actually the A thing until I realized when we were talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so come to the fear. Kelvin and Zoe are all psyched up about being junior guides at this town's annual fair, but the fun turns to fear and they're tasked to Tara when they meet a strange oh, old man. 
Fear is a pun on fair, which makes it stupid, which makes it f- fair. Okay. Come to the fear. Come to the fair. So uh, they uh, they meet a strange old man whose horrible predictions have an eerie, scary way of coming true. See, I think it's because I'm old and dirty that like when somebody says come to the fear, I picture different. like Sid Haig doing like a JOI video. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I come to the. That's fear. how you come to the fear is like yeah, whatever. We Sid, are currently living in the timeline. <laughs> however, Sid tells you to. Yeah, man, Pornhub's giving away premium memberships out there. This is dark days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you didn't get that. You didn't get that. No. Well, I feel like you're probably gonna get a clean sweep while I strike out on this. Oh, let's hope for me. So, we're going back to the uh, 1990 NHL All All Star Game Very for cool. this one. Uh huh. Because while it was moved to Pittsburgh, it just bounced between Canada and America. Yeah. Every player except for one, even the coaches in this game, are from North America. Okay. So So there was one Canadian player in the All-Star game. Everybody is either Canadian or American. There's one player not from North America. Oh, okay. 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 So your job is to pick which country this player was from. Okay. So was he from A, Russia, B, Finland, or C, Sweden, or D, none of the above, another country? So I'm going to I'm going to base some of this knowledge off of my knowledge of the very famous, very well-liked, popular PlayStation 2 game, NHL 2007, I will tell you, straight up, Team Sweden sucks. They stink. Nobody's going to the All-Stars. <laughs> Nobody from Sweden. Well, that's 2007 as sure. well. Not a hot year for hockey in general. Sure, but I am basing the 2007 uh, Team Sweden um, on the 1991 All-Star game. Um, so for that reason, Sweden, they, they stink. There's only three good national teams anyways in hockey. Well, it's not Sweden. Um, what were the other two? A is Russia, B is Finland. And D is none of the above. I'm leaning towards D. I'm not going to go D, though. Or would you, you would, I mean, it's the second question, so D could come out if anywhere. You always have a built-in aversion to D, too. You always speak aloud that you won't pick D. I'm going to go ahead and pick D. Um, against uh, all odds, um, I'm going to be coming to the fear by selecting D is my answer. None. Ooh. Yeah. Not even taking a shot on Russia. No. I thought you might bite on Russia. No. Because it's 1990. The Cold War is over. Yeah. There's a lot of good Russian players out there, but mm-hmm. it's not D. What country would you have guessed? The Czechs were good this year. Yeah. Yeah. Czechoslovakia usually produces a fairly decent team. Yeah. There's always like one superstar guy, one guy who's really talented. It was Finland. 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 B, five-time Stanley Cup champion Yari Curry on the 1990 squad. And then the everybody else. I like, think Meh. that's where I would, if I would, well, here's why. I thought it was Russia. And then I was like, don't say D without picking D. So I was like, okay, then just pick D. I used our friendship to manipulate you into picking D, too. I knew if I pressured you on not picking D, you would more heavily consider D. 
Um, yeah, that's kind of how it happens, really. The whole how the whole thing happens. Yeah. I know it's a seesaw. You've just got to leverage it out. So okay, so out of the four trivia questions you, collectively, uh, one right, one right. Okay, so I uh, I will transfer that point over into uh, the uh, the second game we're getting into. Um, so we're gonna hop into vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Now, for new fans to Thrifty, Vintage versus Modern, what we do with this game is we look on eBay.com, the website, for uh, a certain object. We type anything in. It could be absolutely anything, but we take the vintage model and compare it to its modern model and see which has a higher value. And then we ask each other of the items um so with mine since we were talking about skeletons since we were talking about curly in particular and goosebumps did you give me a pig skeleton no what we did is we actually went real human skulls for this one okay um actual um uh pretty soon what we're all gonna look like Maybe I should ask specifically when we get into it, but do they both have mandibles? Uh yes. They okay. Both do. They're the whole thing. Okay. The whole the whole thing. The whole shebang and skull. Yeah. So vintage versus modern, uh human skulls. Um so the vintage, real human size, hand carved wooden skull, teeth, moving jaw, vintage collectible real. Wait. <laughs> Wooden and real? Is it the skull of an ent? Uh, I guess you, it's a, a combined, but uh, with a wooden skull, it's hand-carved. So it's not... Uh, it's, so it's real wood that's hand-carved, yeah. but it's not a real skull. Uh, well, I mean, it is a collectible, though. All skull, anything's a collectible. Yes, but if, I mean, the, but the entire the tie, yeah. The read is real human-sized, hand-carved, wooden skull, teeth, moving jaw, vintage, collectible, real. All right. So, hand carved, human sized is the big is the big one. Here. Human sized. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a it's an approximation. Yeah. Um. So the modern is as follows: a real human skull. That's it. <laughs> real human skull. A okay. real human skull. And if you go into the description, it does say into the description that's a dental model, and it's what they use for teeth, like to check out the teeth in. But but the actual straight up listing is a real human skull. Real human skull versus all those other words. Yes. Hmm. Huh. Real human skull, size hand, carved wooden skull, teeth moving jaw, vintage collectible, versus a real human skull. What are you how what are your thoughts, feelings, emotions? You know what? I the thing that gets me is the teeth moving jaw. Mm-hmm. Um those particular words stick out to me on the hand carved wooden skull. Yeah. Which I think makes it more money. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask me to get you a real human skull. I could produce that in like a couple days, like three tops. 
But if you told me that you wanted a hand-carved wooden skull with a moving jaw and teeth, and you wanted it to be real, and I had to make that or find somebody to make that, that would be a lot harder to come by. So I think the rarity of that is the one key factor. And Interesting. I haven't seen it, so it could be a really shitty version of it. It could be like a seven-year-old well, banging away on the stone. <laughs> <laughs> and then but, be like, Mommy, put it on eBay with these words. Yeah, yeah, but um, it is hand-carved, and it is well done i think you could argue it's well done well i appreciate you telling me that after i picked already well you Uh, didn't pick (laughs) yeah i did okay i'm gonna go uh i thought i leaned into it heavily enough that you could tell where i was going sure uh yeah i'm going to commit Mm -hmm. uh for once in my life to the hand carved wooden skull um so the hand so you went vintage yeah i'm gonna go vintage i think i'd ballpark it Maybe a hundred and eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can get a real skull, maybe like seventy bucks. Um, well, in particular with eBay, it's modern. <laughs> yeah, dental model. Damn it. Yeah. So the vintage human-sized, uh, hand-carved wooden skull, two hundred and seventeen dollars. The modern real human skull. Nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. Damn, it's got to be the dental model, eh? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. So, but I mean, you have to assume buying a a piece of a dead body, they're gonna charge you an arm and a leg, and I'm not trying to make a joke, even. <laughs> See, I I think there's probably enough skulls out there, like in circulation, like yeah. I mean, how hard could it be to come by a skull, like? You could probably go to, like, the apothecary down the street and, yeah. like, ask, and you like, you know, my nana used to buy fireworks that way that were illegal all the time. You just yeah. ask somebody behind the counter, like, you know any guy? In my hometown, give me a shovel and give me, I don't know, two days, and I'll find something. Oh, I don't even think you have to. I mean, like, yeah. there's, like, two funeral homes within, like, four blocks. Like, mm-hmm. they got to have a spare. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you, you didn't, so you're striking out across the board. Um, let's see if I could get another point on the board here. All right. Well, this is your vintage versus modern. Yes. And hopefully you don't strike out with this cause we're talking bed vibrators. Okay. Bed vibrators, uh, which I did not know were a thing. Okay. Um, until I went on eBay today mm-hmm. and the modern version is a now I'm not sure how to pronounce this because it's comfort ease, yeah, but I don't know if it's comfort ease or if it's comfort ease, yeah, or what they're going with on that. But yeah. it's a bed vibrator, and the tagline we're going based off a tagline because all this thing does is shake your bed. Um, I don't know what the level of enjoyment or what the level could of or shaking. could not be have, yeah. I mean, eh, whatever you, you, you yeah. want, be shook, be shook. Yeah. Uh, but it the tagline on this is sleep comfortably and wake up refreshed. That implies that they do hope you come at some point. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think that implies they're hoping at least one time it works. I for think you. if anybody says wake up refreshed, like yeah, I'm never doing that. See, and that's the thing. Like, there's too much night sex in the world. Yeah. Like, you got to move it up. Like. 
not right before you're sleepy and like you're stressed out from the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking the mornings. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, besides that, I'll get off my soapbox. Do your best work in your in the mornings. Like, you want to have like a good refresh day. Like, you ever go into work and you see those people that are like, you have a glow today. Yeah. All of those people had sex. Because you're just like, Morning I just did sex. work. I yeah. just did work. And now I'm at work. All you're doing is giving yourself an amazing complexion to go to sleep. And nobody's seeing that other than your sweaty partner. Yeah. Who you're already clearly and at least enjoying already. They already had sex with you. You've yeah. got nothing to gain from that friendship. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Anyway. The vintage version is thrown back to the summer of love in 1969 when they called it a vibra bed. A vibra bread. Bread. A vibra bed. A vibra bed. And the box for this is very 1969. Yeah. Um, and their taglines are, uh, well, first on the box it says, convert your bed to a vibrator in seconds. Well, that's clear what they the want you to do. The <laughs> whole bed is going to vibrate. The whole thing's a vibrator. Okay. Somebody's like, oh. I like the the sham you have on your bed. Be like, uh, that's the yeah. We started to make vibrators smaller. It's the frill on my <laughs> vibrator. Maybe vaginas have gotten smaller since '69. <laughs> I, uh, I doubt that. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough. Uh, so, anyways, you can convert the bed to a vibrator in seconds, and also their secondary tagline: "Every part of your body comes alive." Wouldn't that be something? Um, I don't even feel like. 10% alive. No. Yeah. I don't... I may be around there, but I definitely don't wake up and I'm just like, oh, usually it's like, damn it, like... Mm-mm. Oh, I gotta have like a whole routine to even get in a decent mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna say for the vintage one, I could see that being like a hundred bucks then. And probably... A hundred nineteen sixty nine dollars. Yeah, like I assume it was the coolest shit in the world. I think you get a whole car for a hundred dollars in nineteen sixty nine. I thought it would be cooler than that. Nobody's bed did that. Did you? Did, who knew somebody's had a bed like that? Well, it, it's. Not I thought. Th- I thought this was some new science. No, these are not. These are not whole beds. These are simply devices that make your bed shake. Yes, uh, they're I like understand little that. square boxes. So the technology is the same in sixty nine. Okay. Well, I will admit, I thought you meant for the 1969 one that the whole bed shook. They say it does. Yes, but I knew with the modern one that you meant it's just you put something in it and it does. I it. think we have better mattresses. They don't flop around so much. Can you imagine putting this thing on a water bed in the 70s? No. Okay. Well, knowing though, it's not the whole bed that is the device. It's probably uh, cheap. Um so I'm definitely going to go modern with this then. And I'm going to say modern. Yeah, I'm going to say modern by quite a bit. Probably by like a hundred bucks, I'd say. Modern. Okay. Yeah. So modern, $62.99. Wow, so it's still cheap. The vintage, $100. Ah, you were really susceptible to being talked out of it, though. So I what appreciate that. What the hell? That. So I did have that right. You had it spot on. You were like, the vintage is on. That's you actually <laughs> said the vintage is $100. That's and the, unfair. You, thought, made me, you made me feel like a stupid idiot. I didn't have a point. I needed to do what I needed to I, do. 
You just met. You just like dunked on me. Oh look, baby, this ain't Monopoly, but well, I'm the cause banker because I, I own that. Yeah, but but I was like, yeah, because I was like, yeah, it's some new science, a hundred bucks, and you're like, in 1969. I'm like, yeah, it's a new science. The whole thing moved, and you're like, it doesn't all. It's not just that one. No, nope. see, one question. And I was like, fuck. One question, and your whole world spirals apart, and you have yeah. to go the opposite direction. Like. Yeah, you don't know how much I don't trust myself. Fuck. If somebody, if I do something and somebody's like, do it some other way, that's probably the better way. I'm like, yeah, I bet. I'm sure. Oh, I know that. That's why I do that. That's <laughs> I how bet, I win like, these games. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so far on this entire program. You've got a point, and there are four points at stake yeah. in the next round. So and it's so, anybody's game still. Yeah, there's no points really being uh, tallied by either of us, but we did. I started out hot. I got a point on the board. Hot. And, you were one for two. And then, and then the whole show fell apart, and we have not gotten a single question. Um, so I'm going to hit to commercial, and when we come back... Uh, we're playing a new game, which uh, we're ironing out the details as we speak, but it's going to be called The Retail Chain Thrifty Podcast. Stay tuned. What does that mean? Well, I don't understand what that means. And who are you anyway? And how do you know this stuff? I was the man who created these faces, Carly Beth. I was like you. I did not love myself. I made these faces to hide behind them, to hide my faults. But the faults were inside me. That's what infected the faces, turned them into monsters. Like this one is turning now. Hey ghouls, I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And we host Ghoul on Ghoul, a supernatural, sex-positive, horror-comedy podcast that features first-person encounters with the paranormal. Do you get horny for Bigfoot? Do you think the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, West Virginia has a tight butt? Oh, does he? It really does. <laughs> Google it. Google anyway, it. so if you are horny for ghosts, ghouls, vampires, UFOs, all things spooky and creepy, you should probably listen to Ghoul and Ghoul. You can listen on Libsyn, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. If you want to know what we're all about, you can find us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at Ghoul at School Pod. We're also on Facebook. So if you want us to scare your pants off, take a listen to Ghoul and Ghoul. Goodbye. Back from commercial to act number two, we're still hunkering down here at Studio B, Josh and myself. Now, during this time of, uh, I guess, self quarantining, what have you? What have you been up to? Anything? Um, people are learning a lot about themselves since they're inside more, but we're generally inside all the time, so everybody just acts like us now. Yeah, I, I've worked from home for the last two years, so it's not a huge change to my daily life, other than other people have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but making a lot of friends on Nintendo Switch, noticed a lot of people getting those new Nintendo Switches yeah. to get through the quarantine. So I heard some terrible information about Animal Crossing that you let me know of that. You you uh, had to cancel a 
cancel it from coming. Yeah, they were going to delay. This is like the worst problem to ever complain about on air, but they were going to delay the shipping of my video game. Yeah. Uh, So I had to cancel and order it another method. Uh, But it worked, and now I have it, and I can play it in like an hour. And we have been watching uh, wrestling promotions um, because wrestling low-key still exists and no other sport does, but low-key... Uh, wrestling still does exist. They're just putting on shows to crowd, no crowds. Wrestling is the king of sports and will persist no matter what. They got us through 9-11. They will get us through this pandemic. Uh, yeah. Wrestling still existed during the 1918 pandemic. Uh, they continued to wrestle and still bet on the sport. So Who's laughing now? It's <laughs> still hanging in there yeah. no matter what. So but yeah, I hope laugh at us all you want. Yeah, I hope everybody is uh, enjoying times with maybe with their loved ones or something like that. Um, yeah, in all seriousness, hope everybody is safe and sure. secure out there with things. But uh, in the spirit of having fun, we've got a new game. We have a new game. So in Act 1... Um, we had one whole point scored between the two of us, so you know it's a, a OG thrifty episode. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're right back. Oh, I mean, we're in our rhythm. All right, so we're going to try this one on for size. We call this The Retail Chain. The Retail Chain. Retail, 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 retail. Retail, 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 retail. So the retail chain, brand new game. So we're taking a look at, uh, we've identified an object or uh, an object similar to this as well. So what I did with my retail chain is I picked an object from the year 1996. Okay. The second object I'm going to reveal is from 97, the third from 98, etc., Okay. So I want you to tell me. I will give you the price of this of the the chain starter, and I want you to tell me if the second one is higher or lower, and we'll chain all the way to the end. Okay. And what I did for my chain, yes, is I went with a slightly different connection, mm-hmm. all still connected, but I went with vintage mint on card starting lineup basketball figures. Ooh. So we so are going to have... really did have a retail chain because it's the same item. So we are going to go one-on-one basketball matchups. I've got four players. Okay. So you'll pick the first two, which is higher or lower, and then that player will move on to f- meet the second player in the bracket. Yes. And then, and then- there's a special boss fight for the final round. That, that sounds like into. a main event. Mine doesn't seem as thought out as that, so I'll let that main event, and I'll go with mine. All right, let's get into this. Because um, yours seems like the main event of the program. And you could win. I We messed up and said there's four points. There's four things, but only three matchups, so it's a three-point sure. game. Um, so what we have, uh, so my first one is, and I went, since we were talking about heads and dolls and all that, I went both of those. We're looking at doll heads. I thought you wanted blow-up doll, but okay. So these are all doll heads. Um, so the first one, uh, it's a 1996 to 1997 Helen Kish doll leftover factory stock. So it's a dead stock doll head. Dead stock dead head. Yes, uh, the Helen Kish doll. It's from 1996, 1997. It went for $29.99. So I'm going to give you the next item in the retail chain, 
and you have to tell me whether it's higher or lower than this twenty nine ninety nine head from nineteen ninety seven. All right. This is nineteen ninety eight Mattel Barbie styling head, long blonde hair, eight inches. 1998 Mattel Barbie styling head, long blonde hair, 8 inches. Is is the price of this on eBay.com higher or lower than the Helen Kish deadstock head? I don't have a frame of reference for Helen Kish heads, but mm-hmm. I've seen these Barbie kind of heads where, you know, it's like on like a little platform and you like comb its hair, do fake makeup on it. And you can probably buy one of those new for 30-ish. So I'm going to go that the Barbie head is lower than the Helen Kish head. Lower. Yeah, Helen so, Kish is higher. So your your first of hopefully three points, you went uh, Helen Kish, $29.99. So the Barbie head, you went lower. Lower than $30 for Barbie head. So we're going to continue on the chain. So oh, I don't get to know immediately? Okay. Yeah, so you go all the way to the end of the chain before how many you revealed to be right. So now you have to make your own surmise of what that price is in your head, right. that price point. So we know that it is lower than twenty nine ninety nine. We know that. So the third item, it's from 1999. So this is a 1999 porcelain doll head by Rose Apple Acres. 1999 porcelain doll head by Rose Apple Acres. We know the second object was lower than $29.99. Now is this higher or lower than the price point you have in your head? I'm going to go with this being porcelain. I'm going to go higher. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this one because solely because it's porcelain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I know porcelain dolls are like a thing some people are into. So I'm going to go that one is higher. Okay. So your price point. Let me in. So the first object we said for $29.99. The second one you said lower than that. So where did your money go there? I think it's not a whole lot. I'm thinking like 25 to like maybe like 22, 25 kind okay. of range. Mm-hmm. If they're a best offer, you can maybe get them for like 20 because these are just whatever these folks are asking. So yeah. I'm thinking it's ballpark around there, 20 to 25. So that was your ballpark. So you had said higher. So your 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 money is now or somewhere in the mid-20s, you'd think. Yeah, with this porcelain doll head, I'm thinking it's like a forty dollar doll okay, head. Okay, so you're at forty ish around there. Yeah, right like now. ballparking around there for things. Okay, so the last item on uh, the retail chain, this one is from the year two thousand. It's Apple Valley Pat Secret Doll Expressions Raspberry. So we know this doll's name. This is Raspberry from the Apple Valley Pat's Secret Doll Expression. Higher or lower Hmm. than the money you have right now? I'm going to say this one is lower than Porcelain Doll. Okay. Um, 
maybe because it's a secret, it's more, and I'm getting tricked on that, but it's probably like a rare vintage run, but I still think it's going to be less than the Porcelain Doll. I think Porcelain Doll is coming out more than any of it, so I'm going to go lower. Okay, so Raspberry the Doll, you think, is 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 lower than the the Porcelain Doll. So we're going to start at the beginning of the, the your retail chain. Again, um, this was the Helen Kish uh, doll head from 96, 97, 29, 99. You said that the 1998 Mattel Barbie styling head was lower than that. And you are correct for one point. All right, tying it up. You are tied it up so the, the, the doll head was lower than that. The actual price point? Thirteen ninety five. Okay. Okay. So you even, had your money's different. Even less, but okay. I'm still all right with that. Mm-hmm. And so this actually helped you out with that. Yeah. Because the next item you had said the nineteen ninety nine porcelain doll head by uh, Rose Apple Acre that is higher than the, the money you had. All right. So two points. So two points. So so far you went lower, higher. And so your again your monies were different. What was the porcelain doll head at? At $19.99. Oh, only twenty dollars. Yes, okay. because Ooh. the size of the porcelain doll head was maybe not as big as you were thinking. Oh, see that that probably sabotages me on this back one then. Um. So with this, you've got two right. You said lower, then you said higher, and the last object you did get wrong. You went lower. It's higher. The 2000 Apple Valley Pat Secrets doll raspberry is 35 bucks. See, and if 35 I, bucks is higher than the 20. If I'd have been ballparking that, if I didn't know the size of the doll head, I, I said I think it was a $40 doll head. Yeah. And that's where I based that off of because I was figuring raspberry. Uh, see? Right, you, I, that's what I was that's thinking. What, yeah. Because raspberry, I, were, I was thinking you were you said your monies were around 40 Yeah. And you were like, well, it's lower than that. So I thought like your monies would be 30 35 So. And that's exactly what the doll is. You just had the porcelain doll wrong. Wow. See, you're coming in hot because now you need one point to tie, yeah. two to win, three just to be egregious. Yes, but you've got two out of the three points. That's not bad for the first time. Yeah, for... I can do that. All right, I'll take that. Uh huh. So we're going, uh, these are not in chronological order, but these are in good matchup order. And mm-hmm. we're starting off. With a vintage 1992 Kenner starting lineup, NBA Magic Johnson rare yellow uniform. Okay, so this is a Magic Johnson to start the chain. And um, do I have to guess this one, or would this one be revealed? No, nope, this yep. one. We'll do same rules, of course. Same rules. Uh, this one is an asking price, a buy it now of $109. Holy cow. So I'm starting my monies at $109, but this is an ultra rare Magic Johnson. Min on card. These are all yeah, mint, mint on, on card. card. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to repeat that every time. So then the three next up are where I'm going to get so the points from. The first matchup, is this one higher or lower than $109 for Magic Johnson? This one is a vintage Michael Jordan starting lineup figure, 1988, mint condition Chicago Bulls. So higher or lower than the Magic Johnson, which sits pretty high up there. But it is Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan 
was not on a lot of stuff. A lot of people couldn't get his likeness for some things. And this is 1988. This yeah. is early Jordan as well. Um, I'm going to go lower, and I'm not confident with that. But I am going to go lower because the Magic Johnson seemed incredibly high. And I am probably also incredibly high. But I will go Michael Michael Jordan's lower. Michael Jordan's lower. That's a point. Cool. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, is lower. I almost said the price, but that's not how this works. Yes. Uh, so I'm assuming this Michael Jordan, I said lower. And I'm assuming that... Michael Jordan's around $70. Okay. $70 is where I am with where I think the head money is, where my head money is. Well, guess who Michael's matching up with? Hit me with that next one. A 1998 starting lineup edition Kobe Bryant. Wow. A collectible vintage action figure. He is wearing Laker yellow. Oh, and that's recent because his unfortunate death was not that long ago. Um, So I went lower. So the made-up money where I think I am right now is about 70 bucks. So is Kobe less than Michael Jordan? It's the 1998 min-on-card Kobe. And my invisible money is $70, but... I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go lower, and I'm going to say the invisible money in my head right now. I think Kobe Bryant is $49. So fi- I'll, Kobe Bryant's 50 bucks. So I'm going to say lower again, both lower. Um, so that's where I am. Kobe Bryant is higher than Michael Jordan. Okay, so not too good. He is in heaven, but uh, he is more money than Michael Jordan as well. Okay, so uh, that money that I had in my head is completely for the birds. So I got one right, so that puts me at two points. Yeah, so we're tied up, and it comes down to this. Okay, so you – oh, boy. And it's the boss fight. It's Kobe. It's the boss fight? So Kobe versus Kobe? No. Oh. Kobe versus a mint-on-card all in one package, vintage USA basketball, 1992 Olympic starting lineup, team set, new in box. And this includes figures of the dream team, 10 individuals. You've got Michael Jordan, John Stockton, David Robinson, Chris Mullen, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Scottie Pippen, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson. Five of the guys are wearing the USA Blues. Five of the guys are wearing the USA Whites. Damn. That's a description for you. Um, I like, by the way, your way is definitely a better way than my way. Like, because I, I didn't want to say, like, what's right and what's wrong and then reveal it at the end. But your way is definitely better than my way. So we'll be doing it your way for sure. <laughs> 
your way makes like 15 times more sense and that's the trouble with me is like i'll think of a good idea but i have no idea how to communicate it i know that's why when you told me i was like that doesn't make sense we should maybe do this way and you're like yeah all right but like i'll think of something and i'm just like that is and i'm for sure it's a good idea i'm for sure of it but then i'm like i don't know how to communicate that yikes you need a translator yeah so my therapy lesson for today and this one so Mm -hmm. it's kobe against the entire 1992 dream team and this is not a reissue like after the fact this is the 1992 yeah kenner release of the dream team i'm gonna go higher i'm gonna go higher there's a lot of meat there's a lot of boys there's a lot of uniforms and there's gonna be a big box and I'm just going to go higher because that's a whole set. And um, sure, the rarity of Kobe probably is up there too. But I'm going to go higher for this last one for the win. See, I almost feel bad because I manipulated you with the meat and I fed you so much. <laughs> but the dream team is lower yeah. than Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. So lower. So I got one point out of so, this whole game. The with that, so we've got Magic Johnson starting it off at a hundred nine dollars, mm-hmm. and then you get your one point of the game. Michael Jordan lower than that. Michael Jordan eighty seven ninety nine. So you're not terribly off at seventy. Yeah. So knowing that Kobe's more than eighty seven ninety nine, where do you think Kobe was at on there? My original, well, my original thought process behind that was. I was wrong anyway on if it was I said it was going to be less than Jordan. So how much did I say Jordan was going to be? 70. 70. So I originally thought Kobe was going to be yeah, probably like at 50. So I'm going to say Kobe's got to be probably 120. Yeah. See, I like this game because you can skew the numbers because probably 120. Once I saw the Kobe, I looked at other Kobe's. I I saw, yeah. And I found the most expensive asking price for a Kobe. This person is oh, just. Oh, so you cheated. This person is no. It's not cheating. <laughs> you can the listing's there, brother. Damn. Uh, Kobe Bryant. So you t- you it was a sold listing, but you made sure the sold listing was a uh, the highest. There there were others that were like a hundred, and you know, a, but this one one hundred and thirty dollars on Kobe. Okay, okay. Well, I was wrong after I was wrong already. Yeah. And the Dream Team is one of those collectibles that falls victims to the numbers game mm-hmm. because in ninety two. Every kid was into starting lineup, and the Dream Team was the coolest thing we had ever seen in our life. And so yeah. millions of these things hit the market, and you can get one now for $6.30 a figure, $63. Oh, okay. And there are okay. listings like 65 okay. There are listings as low as like 55 And some of that's the box. Yeah, and it's yeah. the condition of the box. Take them out, let them breathe. You can probably get them loose for like twenty five, probably nowadays. But so we tied, and here's the thing about ties: I don't mind them. Um, I if I'm um, playing something and I tie somebody, at least I did not lose. It's the perfect. I'm fine with ties. It's the perfect 
game night when you're quarantined because yeah. there can't be animosity in a tie. No. You can't, like, if it's a competitive sport, you got to be like, okay, somebody's got to win. Yeah. But on game night, ties are great. Yeah, and it's probably going to get even wilder out there. So we'll, um, as long as everything's closed, which is probably going to be, you got to think a bit. I don't think they're just going to randomly open Goodwills again. No, but I mean, we do have our backlog of some video games cool. for some Find It Play It's that we haven't done in a while. So okay. if you guys want to maybe even see us do some live streaming of some okay. games, uh, little tournament editions. That could um, be fun. Things. Yeah. So we could invite a small crew over <laughs> uh social distancing and the cords on the segas are like six feet long so yeah sit back we'll look at binoculars through the 24 inch tv and, and everybody then, stand around in a semicircle, arms like the part and then we could kind of record something like that so we'll we'll cook up something maybe that or something very similar to that as time goes on but yeah we'll f- figure something out we'll find a way to be here <laughs> during these times no be- matter what yeah, because like with podcasts and stuff like that, that's just stuff that you could sit inside and deal with. So most of uh, podcasts are just as annoying as our podcasts because it's just white men on microphones. So if you want to listen to more white men on microphones trying to figure out what there is to do, um, yeah, definitely download Thrifty this week and next. Only one of <laughs> us is straight, so I mean, we're <laughs> we're I, what do they call it? Leveling the curve? Yeah. So, um, but flattening the curve. Usually, usually we give a huge shout out to Bluffs, so it's even going to be bigger, like the biggest shout out to Steve Barris, because um, buy some of Steve's music this weekend, support Steve, bluffs.bandcamp.com, please go there, Uh, Steve makes like three to four albums a year, and Steve's a a great person, make sure to uh, throw Steve some money, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, throw Steve money. Um, <laughs> go give some money if you have any to spare giving everything that's going on you've yeah. got a little extra laying around toss it Steve's way there's some good albums out there they're all good yeah and alternate reality the theme to our show for many reasons our other sponsor Commonwealth Press cwpress.com I don't know exactly what is uh, going on with their store hours it's still like sort of up in the air but if you can and if you want uh, um, I'm not sure if they're going to be in or what their scenario is but Again, support small business, cwpress.com. If you order 50 t-shirts, you get 12 for free. Use promo code THRIFTY and uh, keep everybody in business as long as we can. Yeah, I just want to say if I could have bought Animal Crossing from a mom and pop video game shop, I would have done that, but they don't exist. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, check on your friends, check in with people, be there for people. Uh, The thing to remember is that no matter what, roaches survive. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so I usually offer this these condolences to everybody else, not us, but this one is for us. You're all roaches, and we're going to get roached. <laughs>